Good morning, listeners. Welcome to episode six of the Carnegie Harriers podcast. Um, I have a very, very special guest for you this week uh, and next. I say this week, next week. Uh, it's not really a weekly thing. It's just a whenever I can do it thing. So I say weekly in the vaguest of context. Um, anyway, my very special guest is Pauline Walker. Um, Pauline is, ha, has been a phenomenal um inspiration to so many people over the years and particularly me uh, I'm a really 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 big fan of Pauline's um, she was one of the first people I met when I started to get into running in that she was a job leader at the Job Scotland group that I went to and uh, Pauline just blew me away with her um, relaxed attitude to things um, the very humble way that she presents herself and um, the things that she's done are um, just absolutely outstanding. Um, I'm falling over my words here because I'm just so impressed with her. Um, so I hope you enjoy listening to Pauline's story. It's a double um, episode this time because I had so many questions and so many things I wanted to talk to Pauline about. Um, I did talk to her for some considerable amount of time. And I hope you will agree that it's worthwhile having this over two episodes because it's quite fascinating. Um, in terms of my own running, oh yes, how are you getting on, Leslie? Here you'll ask. Um, not so bad, yeah, we're still getting there. Um, I managed to go to a training session this week, which is the first one I've done in I don't know, a couple of months, I think. Um, and I got round the festive forest run. Um, albeit on my own on Sunday um, and yeah that was that so don't really have much more to say about that to be honest um, I'm, I'm running uh, I'm pain free I'm very conscious still of the injuries I've had but uh, I'm getting there um, I hope you all are too I'm aware that there are a number of people who are seem to be falling apart at the seams at the moment I don't know if that's a combination of marathon overtraining trying to do too much there's probably a big mixture of things but be very wary of trying to do too much because this is the end result and um, injury and uh, it's a story that I'll not stop spouting on about you know how the the road to injury happens to us all and you do really have to be very very careful um Something like First Minister now to be very, very careful. Uh, anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to stop wittering on now and let you listen to Pauline. Enjoy. Um, hi there, Pauline. How are you? I'm good. I'm fine, Leslie. How are you? Not so bad. Thank you. Um, thanks very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. You were one of the people who was on the top of my list for um, for harassing to do this. <laughs> so I'm really appreciative of your time. Um, and if I'm more a uh, volunteer, I think you said. Yeah, volunteer. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think a few people have felt uh, like a like victim, but um, <laughs> I think as I've done, a few more people are coming forward just to uh, volunteer themselves, which is uh, which is quite nice rather than me begging and pleading. 
Um, so if I if I come over here as a bit of a, a fan girl, <laughs> then <laughs> it's because I am. I'm such a big fan of yours, and I think so much of what I've learned from running has been uh -huh. from you because you, know, you were <laughs> well, you were. Um, <laughs> I, I guess one of the people who inspired me because I went to Jog Scotland and hearing uh -huh. about some of the things that you had done and, and everything else, it just completely blew my mind. So, so yes, I, I feel all super fan here. <laughs> so how's, um, how's your running going just now then? How's things um, with you? It's thimbling. I'm, built, I'm, I'm on, I, I don't know if you're aware, I, I've never really been one for doing a run streak as such. Well, I'm doing the marathon again. I've done it before and I've quite enjoyed it. But uh, come the start of lockdown, um, April was just not good. And I couldn't get my re-rained out the door. And, you know, thinking of the, the marathon thing, I thought, I'm going to do a COVID, my own little COVID-a-thon. And it was at the end of April. I thought, 19 minutes every day. Um, so I'm now on a day 224. 26 however long it works out at so wow. um as i say i mean if you're if you're training for something specific don't do a run streak if you just want to bimble slowly every day that's fine yeah. um mental health weight management you know for this summer because i kind of thought when i started doing it it'll be a couple of months take me up to the summer but yeah here it is december and i'm still bimbly along. <laughs> so hopefully your uh, your run streak will not run into the thousands. <laughs> oh I hope not. I'm, I'm sort of thinking right because I, I thought I would stop when um, I would do my first race with a, a proper race with a number on um, not a, a virtual race mm. um, and I kind of thought that would have been Glen Moore in September but obviously that didn't go ahead um, so I'm thinking okay I'll have to because I thought well once I've done that I can stop you know because obviously after doing a 12 hour race I wasn't going to do 19 minutes the next day. <laughs> one day. I thought, well, I'll, I'm going to take a wee bit of time off and then I might pick it back up again. But for for now, um, I'll, it, it's what's getting me out the door. I can't stop now. And if all I'm doing is it's less than two miles, you know, other than the, the club runs, or when I go for a run with Fiona at the weekend, we do a longer run at the weekend. Um, you know, it's just giving me a wee bit of routine. And as you say, positive mental health it's it's made a huge difference and my rear end is probably not as big as it would have been had I not started doing it. I think we're all suffering that problem it's like okay I'm just going to gorge on chocolate since we're not allowed to do anything else. Yeah. What have you missed out on this year did then have oh, you had big um, plans that you you were yeah, saying well, Glen more but yeah. Glenmore and then Great Glen would have been in the July um, and various other bits. Um, the, the family trip that my, my husband's family is from Hastings, so we go down to there in the March for the half marathon. I've done that every year since you know, 1980, when it, no, 1990-odds. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we've not been there because we would run when, when Tim used to run as well um, and meet the family. So we've missed out on that. Um, there's been the sky couple of visits to Skye that you know both Fiona and I really like enjoy our wee adventures in Skye we've not had any of those um we're, we're part of the Sky Trail Ultra management team mm -hmm. of course yeah. that didn't go ahead we didn't get the Sky Half um, and various other little adventures the Dramathon we missed out on that and, ah. um, so you know these are like the you know the trail races that um, are just really nice to do
Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, so just missing out on, on proper real races and going and having little adventures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be nice yeah. when that day comes so you're able to pin your number on, like you say, yeah. and yeah. actually <laughs> run with other people in a real race rather a, than yes. a virtual one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, your journey into running then is uh, quite unlike some of the previous guests that I've had on. Um, everyone else has, has almost been like a midlife crisis, uh, where they've taken up running in a, a later, like later on in life. So they maybe hit their kind of early thirties or their forties, and thought, "Oh right, okay, then the middle age spread is on its way. <laughs> um, I really need to go and do something about this before it gets me." Um, whereas you started running. Um, it was to complement your karate training. That, yes, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, we were, Fiona and I, we'd, we'd been doing karate for years. Uh, Fiona was second Dan, I was second, I was first Dan. And, you know, it, it's very much a, a, a strong leg dominated sport. Mm. So we thought, oh, well, and in the mid 80s, there was a big running boom. And so we, we kind of picked up on that and we thought we started running um, that, as, as I say, to complement the, the leg strength, the stamina required for, for karate. And um, it kind of took over and the karate then took a back seat. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what saying. Um, and, and again, back, back in the 80s, you didn't have tr training schedules, um, the, the very gentle training schedule, schedules that you have nowadays. I mean, my first race was a 10 miler in Kirkcaldy. And there was maybe, I don't know, I can't, about 30 folk in it, and me and Fiona, and they shouted, go, and they all disappeared, and Fiona <laughs> and I looked at each other and thought, oh, well, let's go okay. then. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then, yeah, so first, my first half marathon was Dunfermline half. Mm -hmm. um, that was, yeah, 1980, yeah, started running in 86. I was, um, sort of mid-twenties. Um, right. And... Um, so some folk are doing sums now, aren't they? Aren't they? I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, who was that? Yes, I started off doing the, the Dunfermline Half Marathon. First race was 1987. And it was, it spent three or four years doing half marathons. And then we thought, you know what, you know, we should do a marathon. And then you're a real runner. If you've done yeah. a marathon, you're a real runner. Well, that was the thing back then. So... Come 1992, after sort of cutting my teeth in, I don't know, however many uh, half marathons, um, we both did our, our first uh, marathon at Black Isle. Um, ah, yeah. right. Yeah. So is that so, something that, well, I, I take it that doesn't exist anymore? No, uh, there's race, so no. many races that we've done that just, that just aren't there anymore. Mm. Um, and then from there, I kind of, I got into ultras, through the Two Bridges race, which started in Reside. So that was like a local race. Um, 36 miles, Two Bridges was Cardin and Fourth Road Bridge. Sort of starting in Dunfermline, uh, in the Glen, Pittencreef Park, out towards Kincardin, along the south side of uh, the Fourth, back over the Fourth Road Bridge and finishing at the Civil Service Club in Reside. 36 miles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Fiona's husband had heard about this and he did it. And I think we supported a couple of years. And then I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to give that a bash. Mm. And I did. That was 93. And then so did that. Uh, I ended up doing that a good dozen, maybe 12, 13 times or something. Uh -huh. so it was, and it changed. Like, I mean, you couldn't get away with the route that 
the hard. Right, it's just the, too trafficy now then, would it be? Uh, yeah, you're running along the main road on, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know what number it is. So the, nine, the 985, is that the one that goes out to, towards, um, that kind of links Rosyth and uh, Kirkcaldy, not Kirkcaldy, Kincardine? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, well, no, you started no, that in Lane and you went through Kouris, then over the bridge, and then through Skin Flats, Grangemouth, towards Bowness, and then it was the road from Bowness to uh, South Queensferry. Oh, to Queensferry, that, that right. Through, is it New, New Mills, um, whatever it is, but no pavement. And yeah. I mean, then you didn't quite have the, the same volume of traffic. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, you, you couldn't have, you, you, people would get run over. <laughs> now. Yeah, it'd be far too dangerous now, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And again, you would come, once you're over Port of the Bridge, you would go into Inverkeithing, um, and then round the roundabout, where you would join on to, um, is it the Admiralty roundabout that resides? Yes, uh -huh. I'm crossing that after running 35 miles, and you've got, <laughs> I'm surprised nobody got run, run over back then. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was where I, I kind of learned about ultras. Was doing yeah. the. So it was a kind of fairly iconic race back in its day, wasn't oh, it? Because it was, it was one, one of the kind of very few ultras that would have been around at that point. Yes. There, yeah, there weren't many ultras. You had that. There was London to Brighton, which I, I never got round to doing. Um, and British ultras. That was pretty much it. You know, there weren't the ultras. There weren't you know, they weren't as popular as they were. As they are now. You know? Yeah, so you were there pretty much in their infancy then. Um, yeah, like I mean, a there, pioneer. There, weren't, <laughs> there weren't very many ladies running um, these kind of distances. Uh, I mean, they were only just getting used to running marathons, you know, big city marathons. Yes, that um, uh -huh. I mean, I've, you know, there's, uh, was there one or two ladies, maybe three, if there was five one year, that was a lot, you know. Uh, it was a small field as well. It was maybe, um, maybe only 40, 50 runners doing the event right. as well. So you didn't have, you know, huge groups, uh, huge races, um, uh, huge fields that you have, I suppose. Certainly maybe. very different today when you can't even oh, get into a lot of the races now. It's yeah. just yeah. boomed uh -huh. so much. Yeah. Uh -huh. Do you think it's gotten too big or is that, that not even a thing? Do you think it can never be too big? Um, yeah, well, it depends on the type of race. I mean, for example, the Sky Trail, you're very much limited with... Yeah what's there um but things like if it can be catered for no i don't think it can be mm -hmm. too big you know yeah 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 i mean but, certainly... there are limits now things like the fling and the west highland way i think that's as much as folk can can allow you know for the you know the towns and villages that they go through yeah um, but when i i first did the west highland way there were only 40, 40 runners <laughs> And you could, you know, enter it like the week before if you wanted. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know stick your stamp on the envelope, sign your cheque, and <laughs> yeah. fill in the form and post it, and you yeah. were in. And you didn't have this big process, I guess, the same kind of process, which is there for reasons, you know, reasons of safety and everything. I want to make sure yeah. that people actually get around. I mean, they did have um, a, a little bit of, can you read a map? Um, it, was, it was down to Bill Duff, actually, that I heard about the West Highland Way, um, and we planned to, to run it together and he helped me with my little map reading test right. um, <laughs> that you had um, prior to, to your 
um, it, it again, it was like you fill in a form and send it out to them. It wasn't, you know, sat in front of anybody. It was what's mm. the, what here's here's a, a grid reference on a map. What's there? And you just sort of send it off to them and say, well, yes, yeah. so you, you know. Um, but it was them, I suppose, at the time doing their what nowadays called due diligence. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has. I mean, that race has changed hugely over, the, and the, the the course as well has changed a lot. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, the route is uh, the the route in essence is the same, but the, the the course, as you say, you know, under foot conditions and everything are very very different to what they would have been back in the day. Yeah. I mean, doing the, uh, the, the West Island Way for the first time was a massive learning experience because, okay, I'd cut my teeth doing the two bridges, which was 36 mile road race. <laughs> Suddenly I'm on trails. I hadn't really, didn't really do trail running. It was all on pavements back, back in the sort of the 80s, 90s. And then there was like 95 miles of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, a bit, and they went yeah. up and they went down and they went up oh and they went down. Goodness. Yes, yes, and um, and the, the path then was much more challenging. I mean, now you've got little, oh, I've got little velvet carpets and bridges <laughs> and handrails. My goodness, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so certainly a lot, a lot easier uh, now than than it would have uh -huh. been back then. Yeah, just with all the work. So I guess that's just a, um, a the explosion in interest in the West Island yes. Way in general uh -huh. over the years has caused a lot of erosion and what have you. So they've got to kind of yes, toughen yes. it up I mean, a bit. It's so not a bad thing having mm. the path looked after, but I suppose there's so much. There's so many people on it now as well. It's such a popular. You know, even if it's just people, people walking, yeah. walking, cycling, running, whatever they do, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's mm -hmm. a very well-trod path. Yeah. Although we've, no, I've not been there since last year. <laughs> oh, I know. You must be missing it then, because you do spend a fair bit of time there, you know, getting, getting runs yeah. in. Is it your, like, kind of favourite go-to place then, if you were wanting to go um, out for a decent run? Yeah, I mean, I suppose we've been there such a lot now. Um, I kind of think Great Glen's a new toy for me. Right. Um, I really like that. And you've got the 360 now as well, which takes you on the south side. Um, so I've done bits on there, um, which is um, it's, it's quite good because with that route, I'm not quite the same of, I don't know what's around the back of every tree, which yes. is a little bit what I'm like at the West Island Way. Again, I mean, I still, I suppose the, I've not been on the West Highland Bay for such a long time. Next time I go in there, I'm going to really enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I know, it'll be like a, going to visit an old friend, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you've you've done the West Highland Bay race, is it, did you do, ten. I know you've done it 10 times. Ten. And so uh -huh. did you make a conscious decision to stop after 10? Um, well, after that, I thought, right, I wanted a wee rest because I'd done um, I'd done a couple, then had a couple of years off, did another couple, and then I was kind of getting to six, seven, and then it was like eight, nine, ten. So I did, I think it was about four or five in a row, mm. uh, five years in a row, and I thought, right, I'm going to give it a wee rest. Um, and I've been supporting Fiona. I mean, Fiona's done, oh, I'll get around now, is it 15? times I think or maybe this yeah. year was maybe been a 16th right, I think right, if I get yeah. that wrong sorry I know I, I can't I know I can't remember <laughs> the, the numbers <laughs> um, and so I've been you know supporting Fiona uh, the last number of, from however many years doing that so I'm still getting my West Highland Way fix 
but um, doing the Great Glen now, that's kind of become my new toy. And I, I really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. that's, it's hard, it's shorter, it's different, but it's not, it's not easier. Um, it's just different. Just different, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's shorter, it's less technical, so that means there's more running. Um, so it's, it's, it's not easier. People will say, oh, well, it's only 70 odd miles. Um, only. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely not easier. Um, mm -hmm. you, you get it done losing only one night's sleep rather than possibly the two for the West Island Way. So it, it's less punishing on your body, but because there's more running, um, it, it's harder on your legs and there's more road on, on the Great Glen as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I guess the, the impact of it on the road will take yeah. a lot out of you. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, um, I, I remember doing um, doing support for you and this is my my initiation, I guess, into the West Highland Way Race. And that must have been in 2007 or eight. Right. Um, I can't remember. It was round about then anyway. It seems oh, like so yeah. long ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I was, I was doing, and Ken Walker was as well, and I think... Yes, so, I think, was that 2008? I think that was 2008. I think it, yes, yeah, that, I think it probably right, was, yes. yeah. That was, yeah, yeah I, I got, I got into Fort William before the dark. Before yes, the dark. you did, yeah, yes, yeah. Was, yes. So I just thought that was normal, I thought that was when, the thing then. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, well, yeah, everybody sure. just comes in yeah. at this kind of time. Yeah. Um, I didn't well, realise, yeah. you know, that other people were still out there in the wee small yeah. hours and everything else. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that was my, my best time that year. Was um, it? Yeah. And um, I mean, I've only twice got under 24 hours. Um, and that, that was one of them. That was one. Um, and as I the very first year I did, you know, but my, as I say, it was, it was quite the learning experience. 34 hours. <laughs> so 12 hours of a difference between my fastest time and, you know, my, my slowest time. Um, so 12 hours, half a day, that's, that's a lot of time to be. That is a lot of time, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not many old races you can um, take 12 hours off your time on. <laughs> I think um, what, one of the things that I, I remember quite significantly about that is travelling around everywhere with, um, with Ken. Um, uh, and Ken and I were kind of dropping in and, and meeting you, but in between times we were driving to Fort William and setting up tents at the Glen Nevis oh, yes. campsite. Yeah. Um, and I remember we we um, we got you at um, at Kenloch Leaven, and that was back when it was at the the old surgery. Oh yes, um, yes, yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, and uh, mm -hmm. we went from there to Fort William to Glen Nevis to start setting up uh, the campsite, um, and so we did, and we, you know, we tried to chuck up a couple of tents, but then we had to get back to Londra, um to get you coming in there. <laughs> I'm not a good traveller, and uh, <laughs> you know. You know what the road's like from uh, from Fort William up towards <laughs> Londra, and Ken was hearing along this road, and I thought, I don't want to say stop, I'm going to vomit all over your car, but it was that close. Oh dear! <laughs> we got up there, and I was just, just so relieved that we got there, and I was also very relieved we got there before you'd come in as well, well that's which was the more important thing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was my kind of lasting memory, going down that road and feeling horribly ill, but knowing yeah. that this was what we had to do to get to you yeah. in time. So, so yeah, it's quite a learning experience. Yeah. I remember actually lying, uh, lying in the tent that night, 
um, uh, trying to get some sleep and listening to the, the rain. Uh, People are still out, yeah. yeah. And thinking, gosh, if you want to still out there and that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I think that was quite a, a lesson as well. You know, it had all been quite cushy up until that point. Um, and then I, when I realised that there was people still out in that horrific yeah, weather, yeah. I thought, oh mm -hmm. God, poor souls. One of the things that uh, I wanted to talk to you about was 24-hour racing. And again, this, um, this goes back to when I met you at uh, a Jog Scotland and I asked you what kind of running that you like to do, expecting you to say something like, oh, I like a wee 10k or a half marathon. <laughs> and you said, uh, oh, I like 24-hour racing. And I thought, well, what, what does that even mean? Um, so, yeah, tell people what exactly that means. It, it's um, how far can you run in 24 hours? Um, it's usually a lapped um, route as so it could be a 400 meter track or um, in Perth for example um, that was about a mile-ish and um, there's other ones where it's been like four a Glenmore um, that's a four mile trail loop um, so again it's a, it's a measured loop you're you can run walk whatever you want to do you can cut, even stop have a little break if you want to but obviously if you stop you're not recording any distance yeah. so the idea is just when they shout go keep going keep going keep going the only time you stop is when you have to go to the loo and then you just <laughs> stop at the end of 24 hours and how far have you gone mm -hmm. so you've uh, you, you've traveled all over doing that then 24 Ooh. hour races yeah, um, yeah. um I've been very fortunate. I've been um, selected for Great Britain on four occasions to, to represent um, GB um, for European and World Championships um, in Canada, Italy twice, and France. Uh, plus also, just as individual, I've, I've gone to Appledurn in um, Netherlands and various other races um, and uh, represented Scotland twice at the Commonwealth Challenge. Um, one was in Keswick and the other one was uh, somewhere in Wales, land, land somewhere or other. Drop <laughs> <laughs> of land something. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, that, I think, although, um, yeah, my, I, I, my very first one uh, was in Hull. I'd never done one before and target was, yeah, can I do 100 miles? And, uh, and it was 104. So I thought, uh -huh. great, that's and I think um, after that, I thought, oh, that was that was okay. I, I think I'll I'll give that a, a go. It was quite tough, um, but I'll, I'll give it another go. And did you not win um, that one? Did yes, I was. Yes, yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah, so you were first first lady. Yeah, uh -huh. the um, how many ladies were in there? Uh, it was um, seven or eight women in the mm -hmm. in the race. Um, Adrian Stott was there as well, so he was he was doing his thing. I remember chatting with him for a while. Um, and yes, uh, technology has changed too. Um, I remember I had a portable CD player, <laughs> sort of in a bum bag type thing. And through the wee hours, I was listening to that. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, technology has changed. But after that, I thought, right, there's, there's, again, there's not very, there weren't very many races in the UK like that so that's how I ended up going to um, the Netherlands and Appledurn to do a 24-hour race 
And one of the, the questions they said was, what's your national record? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so again, on the phone to Adrian, um, you know, what, what's the lady's um, national record for, for 24 hours? And he had a, a little flick through these little notebooks and whatnot. And he came up, uh, it was 117 miles and a lady called um, Kate Todd. And I have, I had come across her name, but I wouldn't, I don't know her. I mean, mm. this, and that was a lot, that was quite some time ago as well. So I thought, okay, 117 miles. Uh, I've done 104, I'm going to aim for 118. So um, went off, Fiona came with me and there were some friends that, um, the, the, the Dutch friends, and they kind of looked after us. Uh, we actually met them in the Isle of Skye for the Skye Half Marathon, become friends, you know, oh, wow. uh, since then. Uh, so uh, they looked after us and I did, uh, doing the race, William Sitchell was there as well mm -hmm. um, with Alan Young. And so we had our little Brit camp, <laughs> our spot <laughs> camp, I suppose, at the side of the track. Um, no, it wasn't a track, it was in the town. And it was about a kilometre, I think, the loop was. And so anyway, we were trotting, trotting away quite happily. And I got the, again, all the commentary was in Dutch, so I, I couldn't hear it. So, I mean, whenever they said my name, I could hear uh, Pauline Walker, <laughs> Scotland, wherever it was. Um, so I didn't really know what they were going. And I knew I had to get however many laps to get 118 miles. And I got that and I thought, oh, good. I'm going to have a wee stop when I've reached that. Because um, mm -hmm. I, I was running quite well. And then I, seen, I think Alan Young and Fiona, they ganged up on me and says, no, no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Go for 200k. Go. <laughs> oh, 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 hopefully then. <laughs> so they moved the goalposts on me. So I, again, I was, I was tired, but feeling okay. And then just mm -hmm. kept, kept going. I ended up doing... What was it? 200... Uh, oh, I've got little notes here. I don't, it was 201k or something like that. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. 201k. It was 103 miles. So, uh, no, sorry, 125 miles. Uh -huh. So that extended the, the Scottish record um, a wee bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, um, I, I was first, first lady there. And yeah, and it stuck me on this, you know, the wee sort of podium thing, you know, one, two and three. And James, try to stand up, keep, keep upright for the, in the first place. Make you step up a great big mm -hmm. wooden block. <laughs> you know, and it's like, don't faint, don't faint, don't faint. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, here's my prize. Can I sit down? <laughs> don't faint, you have don't a seated sit, ceremony yeah. for something like that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so, so that performance, um, because at that time there weren't very many women going over 200k, um, that, that caught the eye of the, the GB selectors. Mm -hmm. And so the following year um, that I went off to Verona um, to do the 24, it was a European Challenge, a European Championships there, and I, I extended the Scottish record again and did 128 miles. Wow. Um, and again, in a GB vest, so that was special. Uh, you know, yeah. That, that was, was really good. So again, Fiona was there uh, looking after me. She does a good job. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and then again, uh, yeah, just just very sort of privileged to be selected you know, uh, three, three more occasions. Um, but my best um, 24 hour performance has been on home ground. It was, it was at Perth um, and that was, um, the they had is it four races i think they had like a relay race they had the 24-hour race they had 
can't, I can't remember. I remember it was they, so had a, they had a couple of kids races, oh, hundred, or, or they had a kids races. Race, I think yeah. they had, yeah, they had a hundred k yeah. race as well, didn't they? Yeah. And that was like a pilot that they did, wasn't it? To see yeah. if um, Scotland could host a, a world championship event. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, and so yeah, you broke, um, you broke all your records again. And, yeah, and I mean, Lynn was running um, as well, and it was really good because we 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 were used to running a lot together Lynn Cars mm -hmm. and you know we were kind of pushing each other and in training and and in you know, West Helen Gray I mean Lynn's done West Helen Gray a number of times too and um we we were sort of kind of running with or you know sort of pushing each other and then they were saying you know the, the 100 mile uh, record could go here because we were both running really really well I, mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was at the time um but it was, you know, keep going, keep going, you're getting there, you're getting there. And um, and I <laughs> put a bit of a push on and I, I got there, I got the 100 miles in 17 hours and a um, handful of minutes, whatever it was. So that was the Scottish record for, for mm, that. Yeah. And then I went on and did 200k in 23 hours or, where is it, 20, 20 the sad time, sad sign, uh, 22, uh, just under 23 hours, and then mm -hmm. went on um, to sort of push the distance for the 24 hours to 100, uh, 130 point, whatever, half, less than half a mile um, in that in that uh, time frame. And yeah. so that was three records, and they, they stood for a little while. They've gone now. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, so Debbie uh, can... Kansani and uh, Sharon Law and Heather, Heather Paulus, whatever her name is now. She's, she lives in America now. Oh, right. Okay. I'm not, I don't know yeah. her. Right. They've, they've, they've taken them out in little, little bits. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. But yeah, I remember that weekend mm. so well, that, that weekend up mm. in Perth and it was an amazing weekend. Uh -huh. I was, I was up again doing support. Uh -huh. um, and I think I was supporting Fiona this time rather than yourself. Um, yeah. But yeah, just watching you, it's just going round and round and round and round and round. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm just so exhausted standing around here doing nothing. <laughs> But that that was really good for the club because when I was um, I think I was I, I won that race as well. But not what I was really pleased was I was second overall. There was yeah. only one one other person, uh, Steve Mason, in front of me. Um, Lynn Lynn was second. Fiona was third. Um, so that was really good for the club. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was such a yeah. It was it was a great weekend for the club. You know, the three of you, one, two, three position. Um, and I think that was another one of those wobbly moments, was it not? When you went up to get your um, your prize. Um, was was that you? Or was that Fiona? Fiona, Fiona. Oh, that was Fiona. <laughs> I knew somebody kind of went and uh, and fell to the floor. She threw up first and then fainted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no sympathy between siblings, but I <laughs> know <laughs> yeah. that was that was a great weekend, and it was inspiring to watch um, because you know we knew that it was a, a short, um, you know, a fairly short circuit. It was you know it was a couple of kilometres or something. I think the circuit in Perth. Um, oh, about, sorry, I think there was a hundred k as well, and Gail Gail ran. Oh that. yes, Gail ran that. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah really good results for Carnegie. Yeah, yeah. And and did we not do quite well in the relay because there was some there was uh -huh. a twelve hour yeah. relay or something like that as well. I can't remember exactly the detail of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a great weekend for the club and mm -hmm. really really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and like I say, inspiring to watch it all unfold and. <laughs> Um, I remember Fiona getting pushed along as well, saying, you know, you just if you manage to do another three or four laps, you'll be able to go over the 100 miles. And, and then if you manage to do another three or four laps, you'll be able to get this. And if you manage to do this, you'll yes, get the qualifying right, time. And, yeah, she qualified for the Commonwealth team as well. Yes. So that was how we both went down with Lynn. Also, with Lynn as, as say, well. The Scottish team well, was Lynn, Fiona and I from Carnegie Amazing. and we got bronze, bronze team medal um, after the event um, in, in Keswick. So. Yeah. Oh, it's just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good memories yeah. and I said travelling as well and um, so I've been to South Africa twice for the Comrades Marathon. Um, again, the first time was with, with Lynn and then again the, the second time was with a, a group um, from Carnegie. Um, so we had um, there was Gail and Stephen, Andrew, Lena, Lynn, myself. Um, who else? There was seven of us running. How many did I say there? Um, who have I missed out? Um, I missed out. Uh, I'm sure there was seven of us running. Is Sue part of that? Sue, yes. Sue, oh, sorry, yes, Sue. yes. Yeah. I was thinking Sue was part of that as well. And, and Ken was there. And, and, and uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, Gail's kids, although they're not smart kids now, but yeah, because there was quite a, there was a gang of us, but all seven of us ran and we all did really well, and it was great that we had seven at seven, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but that that was a real experience. That was really mm -hmm. good fun. So the, the comrades, uh, the, is that the one where they have an uphill year and a downhill year? Downhill year, yes. They they alternate the the um, the the direction, um, but again, it's normally the even years are the up years and the odd years are the down years. So Lynn and I got an up in 2004 and we'd planned, we, the, the, the gang of us went in 2011, which should have been a, a down. Um, and that would have given so Lynn and I the, the pair, if you know yeah. what I mean. But because South Africa had hosted the World Cup, I think it was the Football World Cup the year before, they swapped the ups and downs the other way around, something to do with the World Cup. So they had uh, um, two ups back to back, and then so they had to have two downs back to back. Oh, so 2011, no. which should have been a, a down, was an up. So both Lynn and I ended up with two ups. So you were conned. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go back and do your down year then. <laughs> But they say that's actually harder because it's just it's so punishing on your quads. It's it's not easier than than doing doing it up. Uh, yeah, well that that's that's often the case, isn't it? You know, going uphill is a lot easier than coming downhill. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those mashed quads the next day. Yes. You can't, yes. <laughs> can't walk for a week afterwards. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. It's all it's it's fine. Sort of building yourself down down a hill for you know, a race that's maybe an hour, a couple of hours, but you know, like nine hours in, you're still like, <laughs> the eggs, you know, <laughs> keep working me. <laughs> well, that's just time to rubber, I guess, after the wee while. <laughs> um, you've done over a hundred ultras now. You did. You had your hundredth yeah. anniversary a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, I'm now up to 111 now. Wow. Yeah, that was last year, because obviously I haven't done any this year. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I've done more more ultras and marathons. I've done is it seventy marathons now? Because I had a wee sneaky thought of you know by combining them both, could I get two hundred marathon and ultras before I'm sixty? Which is you know, not a couple of years yet. Mm. But I was going to say I've, I've missed out in a couple now this year. So whether that was just one of those you know little little thoughts that you have. Yes, yeah, yeah. You'll just need to cram them all in. Yeah, yeah. You need to do. Oh no, it may be too much actually to do mm. in two years. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit unfair then. Uh, COVID has spoiled all your plans. <laughs> my little, yeah, it's my numbers game. Yeah. <laughs> Drat. <laughs> Darren COVID, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a real nuisance, honestly. It's just spoiled everybody's life this year. Oh, God. <laughs> um, we're talking a lot about the kind of ultra distance as well, but you were pretty handy in shorter distances as well. I mean, you were no slouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually, because I, I didn't know what you were going to ask me, and I was having a look through things, and I was... 2005-2008 they had really good years and I got PBs at pretty much everything and I did uh, Knock Hill uh, the Graham Clark race mm. in 2008 and I did it in 25 minutes and wow. same kind of thing and I'm thinking it's truth <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the other ones I remember is the Smokies are both Smokies the ladies 10 miles yes. um, I've, I've done that in under and that's a hilly course I've done yeah. that um, so I mean I, I I could shift back in the day, you know. You certainly could, yeah, yeah. You certainly could, and yeah. and what you, you you're pretty uh, pretty rapid over a five k as well. You know, about twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, um, I to be honest, I, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It must have been a flash. Um, marathon half marathon time is about ninety minutes, and then my best marathon's three seventeen. So again, I mean that's. Running at seven, seven and a half ish. I mean, I can't even do one at that now. It's <laughs> <laughs> more a pleasure thing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A bimble pace and picnic pace. You know, that's yeah, nice. picnic pace. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of an ultra. It's just like a big long yes. picnic sometimes, Absolutely. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Are you very much of the um, of the belief that you, you eat real food in an ultra? You don't just yes. swallow gels and quirky yeah. scientific. I mean, yeah, because in sort of marathons, pushing it maybe up to hundred k's gels and stuff like that, you might get away with. But for anything more than that, if you're running for more than say ten hours, I think you need real food. You know, um, whether it's simply soup or custard or rice or, you know, I've, I've had all kinds from tuna sandwich to ham roll and, and you know, but I think, um, and the, the, the West End way, the year that I did really well, the, 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 the year, the, that final section from um, Kinloch leaving, I remember it, that last, sort of, it was kind of pretty much fueled on chocolate, um, <laughs> coke. Uh, flat coke uh, and coffee, you know, mm. or, um, and it was just, um, yeah, that, that was just giving me quite a buzz for 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 that that bit there. But I'd fueled up on, sort of, you know, like minestrone soup, soup with pasta in it, and pasta, things like yeah. that. Yes. and you have to have things that are fairly gentle on your stomach because not only are you you physically becoming tired, your your digestive system becomes tired. So you have to have things that that are nutritious, but you know that you can you know digest yeah. um the the uh the 48 hour race that i did um 
uh, what was that, 2013. I'll, you know, my, my wee snack was a cup of tea and chocolates, digestive chocolates. Uh -huh. you know, um, so that, that was, uh, but I'd have soup, I would have pasta, I would have uh, porridge. You know, yes, uh -huh. so things that are kind of fairly easy to digest yes. aren't too kind of complex in your digestive system. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th and I think um, things like the kind of the slower release carbs are a bit are, are good for later yeah. on. You know, so yes. you're kind of preserving. You know, you're getting some of that energy in to store it for a wee bit later on, a wee bit. Again, as you get more tired, it becomes more and more difficult to to eat. But you have to be disciplined and eat. And I, I remember one time ha taking half an hour to eat half a roll you know it's just like oh i don't really want this but i'm, I'm gonna eat it you know just munch mm. swallow you know get 10 minutes munch swallow <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that's where i where i have real difficulty in ultras is mm. i just i find the whole eating thing such a huge yeah. challenge and i try and force myself to eat things and i've been force fed before as well yes uh, uh -huh. and if you're sick it's fine because you i've got plenty more you can have some more of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can have the, you know, I've got five things here. You can choose two or three of them. That was what uh, the options I was given. Right, oh, right. Okay. Either that or you're having them all. Uh -huh. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I know it's, it's quite challenging. And I'd like to say you've got to be really quite disciplined in it. If you don't start to eat early, it's too late. Yes, absolutely. Just reject yes. It. yes, yes. You've got to, I mean, this is, um, I think I remember uh, from William Sitchell, he's, he's had, I mean, he's, he's got oh, more, more records than <laughs> um, <laughs> um But he's struggled to, to eat before um, and, uh, and he would eat little and often and I think that works. And it was funny, he did the, um, the North Coast 500 um, was it last year and Ken mm. was sporting. Yes. And he kind of changed his eating regime to like, wherever you guys are eating and he did oh, really? really well <laughs> you know whereas before i remember uh, rich cunningham was hel helping support doing um him a 24 hour race and rich's comment was he felt like the sorcerer's apprentice with all these little tubes and powders and things <laughs> to, to mix up for him it was all very very scientific um but i think he's now with the you know just give you scrambled eggs <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where, yeah yeah yeah, real proper food. Yeah, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and there was a, a chap. It's just a young chap, just kind of uh, American guy, just kind of breaking onto the the ultra running world uh, scene and what have you. Um, and he was talking about mistakes that he's made already with things, and he said, uh, and and now the um, he's taking someone on who's a nutritionist to help mm. him with his, his whole diet and everything um, and, and it's all super super scientific uh -huh. and he's got yeah. it down to you know like every uh, bead of sweat is uh, analysed um, for the salt contents and, and, and it just it was just it was a bit mind-blowing and it uh -huh. seems just yeah. a little bit too scientific yeah. but that's just what was working for him. And I don't yeah, know if yeah. I some mean, of that was psychological. Just, yeah. I, I think again, um, with, with the ultras, I mean, you have to, you have to have a good base of fitness and you've got to do the training. You've got to have a good nutritional plan, whether it's cheese sandwiches or scientific stuff. But I think also the biggest thing with um, ultras is, is your head. I think a, oh. you're, a strong head will take weak legs much, much further than mm -hmm. strong legs and a, and a 
in, in a weak head. Did I say that right? Way <laughs> I hope you know what I mean. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and things like doing 48 hours on a 400 metre track, you, there's, you know, okay, you got excited when you got to turn around, you know, so you have to be very focused, very you know, sort of mentally determined to, to do that. I mean, there's no mountain round the corner that you can look forward to seeing or, mm. or anything. So again, you have to be very mentally tough and be prepared to you know, sing a lot of songs. Um, or um, I, I remember doing, um, you know, just playing little games with yourself. And it was very much, um, right, what I'd do, I'd, I'd run the streets and walk the bends. Um, you know, that, that kind of thing. Just keep the momentum going. Um, what will I get to eat next? I'll think about that. And, you know, so you're, it's, you're always thinking about something. You're thinking about your posture. You're thinking about, you know, am I warm enough? Do I need to take, put something on? Do I need, you know, so you're, you, you focus very much internally. Um, right, I, I don't need to go to the loo yet. I'm thinking about it. I'm going to hang off. Give me, give me half an hour. Because your body will want little, it will want the sky. It will say, I want to go to the loo. No, I don't. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, just for that reprieve. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you have to yeah, be mentally quite tough with yourself. Um, mm-hmm. to, to, um, as I say, I've developed little tactics where um, you know you something on ten. I'm going to have a little walk. Well, right. If you're going to have a little walk, you can walk ten steps. Then you can run ten steps. Then you can walk ten, twenty, and then you can run twenty. And it, it's little games that just just keep that momentum going. I mean, there's like some, for example, on a, on a track, you're not going to have uphills where you whip your sandwich out and have a walk. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, where you would use the terrain to dictate your your pace. Um, there it is flat and you're either going clockwise or you're going anti-clockwise mm-hmm. um, so you, you need to sort of you know just find little ways to amuse yourself and keep as I say you're focusing on like your posture I'm, I'm doing it as I'm saying it now sort of, <laughs> you know, so sitting up so, shoulders back you know, head above your shoulders you know sort of hips above my knees you know that kind of stuff keeping you know sort of lampposts nice and straight don't don't crumple you know, yeah. have your weight on your bones, not having your muscles holding you up. You know, so you're 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 balanced correctly. Your, yeah. your cadence is fine. Oh, yeah, hundreds of stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to say a lot of mind games going on. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Just keeping yourself, your 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 brain just kind of ticking mm-hmm. over, um, just to kind of get you around. And forty hours, I just couldn't imagine what uh, <laughs> what that's like to just keep on going. But I did. I was long enough in the West Highland Railway so that. It was just about that, but uh, 48 <laughs> hours, oh my goodness me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 157 miles I did, and I was wow. fourth, uh, uh, first lady, but fourth overall. So Amazing. I'm, 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 so yeah, did you just do the one 40 hour, 40 I've only hour. done it the ones, yeah, again, there's not many of them around. Mm. Uh, I think you need to go France, uh, but I think we have one at, um, is it La Rochelle, um, but... I think that's invitation only. I'm not sure, oh, but there's not right. not many uh, forty hours um, going around. Um, and I think, to be honest, nowadays that would probably stretch me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wee bit too long. You know, these days. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, back in the day, we didn't have garments. You didn't really know how far you were going. You would, I would run in hours rather than you know. Do you want to go for a fifteen mile run today? I'll like, I'll go. Yeah, I'll I'll go. I'm going to run 
three hours, three hours, hours or so something, yeah, time rather than miles, you know. Mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing, uh, again, this is from another podcast I've been using. I seem to spend my life around podcasts these days. If I'm not making them, I'm listening to them. I'm quite fascinated with them, actually, at the moment. There was one I was listening to quite recently, and it was uh, they were discussing the future of ultra races and how it might, COVID might affect the future of uh, kind of longer distance races. Um, do you have any thoughts about how it may... Are, my my take on it is maybe that there'll be more personal responsibility on the runner and there won't be as much support crew allowed and you'll have to carry more yourself and you know I, I don't know just to try and keep the kind of people away and there'll be less people strung out on you know uh, congregating yeah. less people congregating is what I mean. Yes I, have. I think there's there's more scope for sort of ultra trail races I can't mm. see big city marathons going happening in the next oh. future but yeah. yeah long distance trail racing where a lot of the time you are on your own um or you know you, you can be spread out and there'll be rules to say that you can't run beside somebody unless they're in your particular bubble yeah um, things like that um or if you do have support crew there you're in a bubble and you you've you're following guidelines and all that kind of stuff. So I think, yeah, long distance trail races have probably got a, a better lifeline than, than city marathons. City marathon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and whether it's a, a, a phased start, um, you know, that kind of thing, maybe small groups of 10 at a time, maybe 30 seconds or whatever, you know, pulse starts, whatever they call them. That, yeah. That kind of a thing. And, and you, are, you do string out, um, you know, it's it's not like you're bumping elbows with with folk. Um, yeah, things like the the Great North Run. I can't see that happening for. Well, yes, yeah, something that's got the tens of thousands of people. Yes, there's, there's yeah. a lot of. Yeah. And yeah. logistics of do you have to go get on a bus to get to the start or do they bus you back from the finish? That all that needs to be thought about as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I suppose uh, there's there's still plenty of room for the support mm -hmm. um, there because they're going to have to take you to the start because you're not allowed to go on the bus and they're going to have to uh -huh. yeah. take you from the finish um, back again. So yeah, I think yeah, so it's going to kind of shake things up a, a fair bit. This uh, stupid bloody virus. <laughs> <laughs> It's quite frustrating, but no, I think um, point to point um, races, I yeah. think, would probably be quite a good thing because you uh -huh. are going to be strung out, um, you know, or even like a big, a big circle, something like the Catherine Trail, where you know it's a big. Yes, um, yes, uh -huh. and if there's um, support points, I mean, the, there might be a table where you have to help yourself. Yes, nobody's yeah. going to help fill your backpack or hand you a sweetie. Or, yes. Or, be a rub down it's you're on your own but yes or and up. yeah and you can only provide your own stuff you can't yes. have you yes. know they can't provide you but that was one thing that i liked about the, a lot of the races in the lake district um you know like the lakeland races they mm. they have all hot food for you they've got a wee pudding there a bowl of soup a okay. stew and it's yeah. amazing it's just like this big feast when you get into a checkpoint yeah i can't yeah. see that happening anytime soon no no i think you know a, a sealed bottle of water on a table you help yourself to i think that's probably going to be your lot <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and your own contents of your own goodie bag yes you're not allowed to pinch from anyone else's <laughs> no grazing in food
apologies with the way that that suddenly ended, everyone. I uh, hope you were enjoying listening to it. It's hard to find a place to stop uh, the recording and uh, carry on to the next one, but um, hopefully you got the gist of what was happening there. I hope you're all suitably impressed with uh, everything that Pauline's done, um, and there's more to come on the next episodes. Uh, I'm not going to do any final thoughts this week. I'm going to sum it all up. Um, at the end of my chat with Pauline so the, the next time will be episode 7 um, and I'll catch up with you all then until then, happy listening and uh, take care y'all, cheers <laughs>